but it's one thing I love more than getting my pitch over the plate. And that is getting over this plate in Casa Ole. It's like a fiesta in Casa Ole. Casa Ole, fresh today, every day. Get a free child's play, we'll use ticket stuff from any Astros game. Casa Ole, fresh today, every day. Casa Ole, Ole! Well, I guess it's Lima time time, episode 26. Uh, we're going to kind of mail this in the same way that the Astros have mailed in uh, the last couple weeks. So, uh, do you want to tell the good folks at home about Bravado Spice, who the only thing they're mailing in is hot sauce to you? Speaking of mailing in, yeah, I just got a message. We're getting new, more sauce and gear very soon. Sweet. So, sorry listeners, start your own podcast, get sponsored by Bravado, who is the best hot sauce out there, Yep. and then you get cool stuff. That's right. That's just how it works. But, uh... They're uh, very happy with with your reaction and how you guys have actually tried it. So they actually think we're a decent and normal podcast, which they couldn't be more off. Uh, but further from the truth, yes. What was, uh, I'm trying to go back and find what that code was James said to use on the website, but it was something very simple. It was but like I can't hot, remember what it was. It was, it was like, just like it was like hot sauce or something. I think it was like hot deal. I think was it hot deal? Yeah, I'm, I'm just gonna look it up during this very long spot because I might as well. There's nothing worth talking about with the Astros. No, no. This is what we're gonna we're gonna take our time to get this stuff right because it's the only thing that matters at this point. That's right. All right. Lima. <laughs> yeah, I'm just gonna. Yeah, this is how it's gonna be the entire show. You're lucky we're not sitting in silence. Tell them about the protest. Yeah, we. Um, it, it was it was submitted that perhaps we should just sit and, and just sit in silence and record just fifty minute fifty two minutes of nothingness. And to be honest, that was a pretty attractive, attractive. I'd rather do that than actually process how I feel about the 2016 Astros. <laughs> no, I, I wouldn't be opposed to doing that. All right. I'm, I'm on, I'm hot on the trail. Uh, it's hot deal. Is that what you said? That's what I said. Well, damn. Yeah. Use the code hot deal and you get 15% off your first order just for existing. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. So do that. So it makes us look better. Like we know what we're doing, we're selling, we're selling things. So we're always closing. Did you see that awesome uh, Lima Time poster that John Boyd said John Boyd sent in? Told us that we need to buy it. No. Like, yeah, it was like that. It's at the Minute Maid Authentic Shop. Really? And it just says here. I'm gonna I'm gonna retweet it again because it's. Yeah, check it out. It's like this badass poster. It just says Lima Time on it, and it's got him wearing like a babushka. And uh, a rally cap, and it just says Lima Time. It's so badass. He said it's only forty bucks, and it's like this big poster. Dang I was like, God. "That's worth forty bucks to me." Yeah, for our studio that we are not sharing. <laughs> right, right. The yeah, we're in. We're we're broadcasting live from the Brandon Backey Memorial <laughs> Studio, uh, <laughs> in the so, back of a cemetery in Galveston, <laughs> drinking beers with my bros, right. my surf bros. That's right. Oh God, the yeah. Whatever. I mean, whatever. Really. How do we even start talking about the 2016 Houston Astros? Like, I've already been thinking about season-ending postmortem, and ever since school started, like, I've had almost zero. Like, the only time I have for 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 Astros County is from like 5:30 to 
30 in the morning. Ah, uh, the devil's hour. When I put the links together and then I'll watch, I'll have it on in the background while I do stuff like grade or read or put notes together and then, and then this podcast. So how do, but, but I've already, I've already started thinking about how I'm going to write up the 2016 like RIP post. And honestly, like when this season ends, I think I will dance harder than I did in 2013, like the 111 loss season. I, I'm just so I'm so ready for this season to be over because they can't decide if they're a good team or not. Well, they I can. They're not. <laughs> but yeah, I would like it if they would just go away. Yeah, start over. They're just not good enough, and. Like I'm not going to be upset if they go on this magical run and get that wild card spot, but I, I just hate that they're hanging around just close enough to where you have to pay attention and far enough out and just watching them day in and day out. They're not good enough. It's just like, uh, yeah, no, that's exactly right because they've been doing this all year too. This is what this is. This sums up the team three and a half out of the wild card and just they get with a game out and then they'll lose four in a row. Yeah. And someone, someone else will come down with shoulder inflammation. Like it, it might be me. It's it's probably going to be you next. Like you're gonna I already hit, have it. You're going to hit the DL. I already have it. I'm already on the DL. I mean, it's ridiculous. So yeah. So on top of them already being inconsistent as a team, they have an injury bug where everybody decides to get hurt. So what do you, I mean? What are you really going to do at this point? You're already playing with the Fresno Grizzlies. Yeah. I mean, between so it was first. Let's try to get, let's try to get a sort of a timeline of of the 2016 season because April was just god awful, and, and then May and June were incredible. May, yeah, May started off like meh, and then they started hitting a tear. May and June were were nuts. They go into the All Star break. What two games back? Two and a half games back? Something like that. They and at that point, like we're thinking, we'll have the division wrapped up by like mid-August. This is gonna yep. be this is gonna be great. And then end of July, Valbuena goes down, and then randomly like McCullers, and then Keuchel, and uh, Correa misses a few game missed a few games last week. Like what? Why? Is it just everything catching up? It was everything regressing to the mean at the exact same in the the, the exact same time. Probably. And the that'd be, like that'd be the only consistent thing that's happened. And all of a sudden, the pitchers can't throw five innings. Nope, they can't. Musgrove is not good somehow, and nobody's good. I'll, I'll, literally nobody's good. I'll give. I'll, I'm okay with Musgrove struggling. Yeah, I, I am too. He'll because come. He'll. It'll come around. But still, he came out like he was the most unhittable, amazing thing, and then. <laughs> He got touched up recently, and that was about it. Yeah, I, I do. You think that Musgrove is the pitching is currently the pitching version of early Alex Bregman? I hope so, because Alex Bregman is a superstar. Yeah, he really and, is, and I'm really glad that that worked out. So yeah, we have Bregman and Guriel as these little cool things that happened that will be great for next year. And I think that's what I mean. That's what it's sort of all about. It has to be at this point. But they're competing, so you can't not try to win. I mean, <laughs> yeah, you no, know, you're right. Do you do you now place any blame, or do you think it was the right move to not do something at the trade deadline? I it was the right move. Every single trade on the table, from what I understand, had Bregman involved, and now that he's untouchable, he was untouchable then. But yeah, now you see why. 
Yeah, no, that's true. And I love everyone. Like there was the Cespedes family barbecue or whatever that that did a screenshot of all the Bregman is a bust uh, tweets. Then like, who's laughing now, Jokers? So yeah, bre- yeah. So yeah. So what are let's let's try to focus before we just descend into madness here. What what are the positives of the 2016 season so far? Bregman. Bregman is a ma- is a massive positive. Um, Altuve takes another step. Mm-hmm. Towards greatness, not that he already wasn't, but you know what I mean. He's even better. Yeah. Um, I think Davinsky. Yeah, that's a positive. You got. I think Correa still progressing. Yeah, the dudes. I, it feels that like you you want him to be hitting three thirty right now, but he's progressing like he's gonna be a super. He already is a star, but he's gonna be and he's, incredible. He's so young. He's what that. So that that timeline's on track, which is all you can ask for in these days. Just turned twenty two, or is about to turn twenty two. Yeah, or if he has, like I don't even know if he has, but yeah, if he did, it's recently. Every now and then, I forget that that Correa is six months younger than Alex Bregman, and it Which, bl- it blows my mind. And it, it should, it should. So yeah, so our team is so young. Um, I think then yeah, the youth is just a, that's a positive thing. And then there's some young arms that there's question marks, but you still with with McCullers, I'm still going question mark. Ah, that... Just because I don't, I I don't trust his arm. There's, he has given me no reason to, even though I I see flashes of greatness, and you can see it. And it's the the nature of his injury is like elbow strain. It's never like like he's. I don't know if that's it's just a, yeah. It's nagging stuff. Is that a precursor to he's just gonna blow his elbow out and need Tommy John and and there and it's gonna be such severe Tommy John that they now call it Lance McCullers surgery? Like, is there? Is that coming down the or is this just nitpicky, naggy, like typical Astros bullcrap that keeps I happening? Could, I could see that happening where it was like devastating, but I could also see him just missing 115 games a year for just bullshit. <laughs> that's about that's about right. Um, just for discomfort. Yeah, and oh, he's, it's strained, it's inflamed. It's like oh, okay. Yeah, he's out. He's out with with anger. So yeah, so okay, we just turned that negative. Yeah, that's not but, positive. But with like with Musgrove, like that, there's there's hope. There's young, there's just good young arms that there's hope yeah. that they'll come together. I, I I'm kind of down on pitching to be honest with you, but it's not completely desolate. It's not. Um, do you feel comfortable with like do like Mike Fires last night was just atrocious. And and but that's part of the deal, though. You have to you have to take those starts, and you might get a no hitter. <laughs> you know, that's yeah. just you have to. It's part of the Mike Fires thing, which sucks. And that, that, I wish they would overhaul the whole rotation. To be honest with you, you know, coming into the season, I thought that pitching was was such a was such a position of depth, and now I now I'm not so sure. No, because it's not. Nobody, nobody's consistent. You have nobody holding it together. And when you have, you don't even have an ace holding it together. When you thought you did, it feels really, really bad because you're, you don't have a guy that can go out there and get you a win. You don't know. Yeah, you're just rolling dice, hoping that something, hoping something comes up the way you wanted to. They're exact. They're just Astros pitchers. They might go out and throw seven shutout innings. Any of them. Or they'll get touched up for six and one-third of an inning. Yeah. You really don't know. It could happen any night, either. So you, it's, they're just the Astros. Yeah. That's exactly what they are. 
And ah. I know in I know in baseball money it's it's not a, a, a an incredible amount, but I am so angry at Tony Sipp's three year eighteen million dollar contract that he signed last season, last offseason. Terrible deal. Like he was he was the model of consistency for two seasons. Then he gets, you know, sort of a payday and he cannot get guys out. Like they need, he needs to be a situational pitcher that is just if if there are two outs, like they pull him. Like he can get the first and the first and second out, but he has not shown any ability to get the third out of an inning all season long. Yeah, I wonder what they do with that because I wonder if they just address it as it's a mental problem and he just needs to get over the you know it's like a sports psychology thing, which I'm yeah. pretty sure it is. Yeah, but he went from being untouchable. To literally the worst. Yeah, he's one of he's very he's very not good right now. He's very very not good, and he hasn't been good since Game Four ALDS. Uh, that's when that it's, uh, that'll haunt you. I mean, I'll give him credit there. That's something to be worth. That's worth being haunted over. Yeah. yeah. No, that's true. Um, all right. Do you want to do you want to take some questions? Is there anything? Yeah, yeah we we should have told people to do that. I I sort of did. No, you did. Um, good work. Nick Mundy said he'd come on, but I don't know if he was serious. So Nick, if you're if you were serious, we um, can't hear us. We're not live. That's true. But, uh, if he's, if <laughs> Unless he's, he's like a witch. If he's <laughs> if he's listening later, he calls right in. Like what the what is oh, this? Oh how? Um, okay, this is a this is a good one. Um, this would have been a good. I I almost need Mundy on this. I'm so I'm just doom and gloom right now. Yeah, we well let's see if we can't get him on like next Sunday night or something. Um, yeah, at least one more time before this. When we're back in it. That's right. When we, yeah, exactly. When we we lose three this weekend, or, <laughs> or this, yeah, whatever the three game series, not weekend this week, and and then we'll win seven in a row, and we'll be right back where we were. It's like, God damn it. Yeah, I just want to go to sleep. Like I'm just tired of this. Um, okay, Timothy DeBlock, some uh, sometime writer for Astros County, thoughts on Dave Hudgens as hitting coach. And I know we hit this hard with Seth Payne, but I I do want to point out. There was an article in the Dallas paper this morning um, about how the Rangers have tweaked, and of course they have. They tweaked Carlos Gomez's swing and got it to where he stays on his back leg longer, to where he can recognize pitches. And you can tell too, a little just bit watching better. him. Yeah, and so it, it looks like he actually knows what he's doing now, instead of being the drunk, the drunk guy in a you know a, a dizzy bat running contest. <laughs> exactly. Um, so. Now, how do you feel about like, like? Surely the Astros tried everything they could with Carlos Gomez to get. I have to say, yeah, of course they did. I, I, it doesn't look good. That's like, oh yeah, we just tweaked this, and now he's not as bad. We made um, it. We made it to where he gave himself a little bit more time to recognize a pitch because he's been in the majors for a long time. I still think we hit good enough to know where it's just not. I know they can shut down and be terrible and frustrate us, but. How, I mean, I just don't, I still don't, that question we talked about with Seth, I still don't know how important he really is. All yeah. the guys have their own hitting coaches. They go to their own, they fly around the country to their, you know, these workout facilities and these specialty guys. So I don't know how much influence Hudgens actually has aside from in-game adjustments. Yeah. I really don't. I just don't know, like, is he out there? And I mean, are they doing these major overhauls with their swings? I, I don't know. I don't know. I just don't know. I don't either. But I would imagine that they tried to do something. They weren't just like letting him go. And feel like, well, this is, this will turn around. 
you could just watch him at bat and uh, see it wasn't going to turn around here. Yeah. I don't know. So I guess we're still holding the phone on uh, on Dave Hudgens, although the, the the seemingly simple explanation of of what the Rangers did to Carlos Gomez's swing, that's not satisfying, but maybe it's one of those things. I don't know. Yeah, I, I just don't know. Yeah. Just a, that's another thing. Like the rain, it's not that the Astros are so disappointing; it's the Rangers are so freaking good. It, that's part of it. Um, yeah, and, and they have you know Prince Fielder goes down. They have injury stuff too, and they just played through it. And it's like, why can't we do that? Well, it's it, like they that was the from a baseball standpoint. Prince Fielder going down saved them from that horrible contract. It got one of their least productive bats out of the lineup. Like that only did good things. For the on-field, I know I don't know what clubhouse chemistry was is at stake here, but but as far as like on-field performance, that was the best possible scenario for the Rangers. And well, that's that's that devil witchery that we talk about, like yep. that only teams with the devil in their corner can do. That this won't last forever. They'll get their comeuppance. Hey, you know what's haunted me for a week now is everything. Well, yeah, the Astros. Um, Levi Weaver last week talking about the curse of Nolan Ryan being a oh, curse, yeah. being the curse of the team he's with. Like that. Huh. Yeah, it just gives us something else to blame at least. Yeah, it's another scapegoat. And if you can't blame Nolan Ryan for something, then you're not trying hard enough. Yeah, that's looks pretty bad. You know we're a desperate fan base if we just turn and we're just the curse of Nolan Ryan. <laughs> the curse of Mike Scott. That's right. Um, how many bottles, this is from Brent Shearer, how many bottles of whiskey is too many bottles of whiskey to chug? What? Um, I would say one is too many to chug. I'd say chugging whiskey. Just because I'm just a responsible human being, I don't know. I love whiskey and I will drink it, but. I won't. I you lo- don't like whiskey? I, well, I know I love it and that's why I don't. Aha. Uh-huh. See, you've recognized your vice, and you're like, nah, yeah, that's it's too good. I might have, yeah, said- I wouldn't chug whiskey. We, uh, when I was pledging a fraternity in my freshman year, one of the things we had to do was like chug Jim Beam Ooh. for like extended periods of time, and it just wasn't good. <laughs> That'll mess with you for the rest of your life. Yeah, it's not, it's not good. So I would recommend not doing that. Yeah. Take a few shots if you have to, but. uh I would just drink, drink it nice and slow on the rocks and uh, where you hold your weapon that you're going to use to kill yourself while the Astros are on. Jesse Burkeen, will drinking bleach make the pain of this season subside or should I stick to aspirin? Very quickly. Yeah, drink that bleach. It will all go away. Yeah, yeah, quick, quick like. Um, yep. Bradford T. Ryan, any update on that Cardinal guy in prison? Do you. Do, do, he's in a, I think he's in a gang now. I'm sure he is. Like he's got Thug Life tattooed across his stomach. Yep, he's stealing. Uh, I don't know what he's stealing. Stamps, probably <laughs> trading stamps for cigarettes. Stamp uh, algorithms. I don't know what he's doing in there. He's probably like he probably has cable in his cell. So those one of those white collar facilities. He's right. good. He's all right. Do Do you think that Major League Baseball is just hoping that everyone forgets that they're supposed to punish the Cardinals? Yes. I think that too. hundred percent, yes. Like, really, not even joking. I really think that they're just like, let's just hope this goes away. Yeah, because how there has been no sort of because, like, what could they possibly be waiting on? It's not like they're waiting to see if they make the playoffs and then tell the Cardinals actually because you hacked into the Astro system, you're not in the playoffs anymore. The Pirates are like that. You, they're not going to do something like that. 
No, that'd be great, though. That'd be hilarious. The baseball, the everybody else would celebrate. That would be a a wonderful day. It would be that'd be pretty fantastic. Yeah. But no, like, well, I mean, what are they even? What can they even do? It's not like they they can't like NCAA them. Like, there's nothing they can find them, or I mean, what can they really do? It's got to be something involving draft picks. That's what that's what I've always sort of thought it would be. The the Astros the Cardinals lose like their first round draft pick. The Astros get a compensation round pick, and or something something. And then the the Cardinals start picking in like the second round or something like that. That's that's what I've always thought it would come down. Lose to. all their picks for one draft. That'd be amazing. The, the death penalty for one year that that could really screw up a pipeline. To be honest with you. Well, it's what basically what happened in two thousand eight when the Astros didn't sign anybody before like the fifth round or, or and. Right, we're still feeling that. So, those idiots will find a way around it. They'll they'll pick some guy in the seventh round that's the next Babe Ruth. That's <laughs> true. I mean, they really will. But yeah, I, I to go back to your question, I a hundred percent think baseball hopes it goes away because they're the St. Louis Cardinals. They're one of the good guys. That's right, best fans in baseball. Such bullshit all the way around. Which Astro is most, this is from Stroh's fan I know, which Astro is most likely to take a knee during the anthem? And he has a, he has a pick. I'm just curious as to your thought. To take a knee during the anthem? Like pull, up, pull up Kaepernick. Um, hmm. They all seem like pretty good guys, to be honest with you. Uh, probably Giles. <laughs> Giles would do that. Giles would do that. He, he, yeah. Well, he might do it because he. Well, Giles is half black. He's got to be. Got to be. Probably shouldn't say that. I'll move on from that. <laughs> um. Part of me thinks that I, I can see Altuve doing it. I think Altuve has the has enough enough cred in in Houston that he could probably get away with doing it. Yeah, but he's like. To he please stays. He's like JJ Watt. He just stays right in his lane. He knows never to veer out of that lane. Yeah, and Boris would Boris would straight up tackle him before he'd like. Well, but Boris has probably implanted some sort of internal shocking device that. If, oh yeah, yeah. You don't yeah. That if if you if if Altuve thinks about doing something that negatively impacts his hashtag brand, then Boris can buzz him, and with the rectal buzzer, right. right. Um, the Kazmat Sui. <laughs> just, just crack that anus wide open. Right. Okay. Move on. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> IP in pools, which is a great name uh, yep. for for Twitter. T Brett. Uh, there's probably some pronunciation thing. Uh, right. How about how ten years of suck got us three quality hitters, no starting pitchers, and one reliever? Which is a damning indictment of the. I don't. Yeah, I don't really like that at all. Can we, <laughs> can, we not, can we ignore that and pretend that that didn't cut deep into our souls? That is highly astute and also incredibly depressing, but it's it's not inaccurate. Oh, I, I think that there's. I'm still going to go back to my. There's question marks. There are a few pitchers. We just they're not proven yet. So yeah, there'd be none as of now. Yeah, but say. McCullers does come back stronger than ever, and that this is just precautionary because they think the season's done, which I thought that's kind of what it was. And I still think if we're in it uh, in a couple weeks, I think he comes back. He'll come in like a bullpen role or long relief? I, I, no, I think he comes back to his, his full role. Interesting. But yeah, I think they, were, they thought they were done and they were planning on shelving him, but 
Um, and then, yeah, if, if Musgrove works out and then these bullpen guys, like Feliz hasn't been great lately, but I'm not completely done with him. No, no, no. There's at no- all. Um, there's a few guys. I mean, and then even the Devo, like we talked about, I'd like what he's doing right now, but he's a starting pitcher, isn't he? That's what he was up until this season. And I know that that transition happens at some point, especially for good relievers, but I'd like to see him get another shot. Yeah. And maybe go into spring training and have him work all year and come out next year and see what we can do. Because, say, if you get – we can sign – I don't and I don't know who. I'm just throwing this out there. If you sign one good veteran pitcher, you got Keiko one more year, and then Musgrove steps up, McCullers, and then Feliz or Devo, one of them. You got Francis Martes down at Corpus. And then Martes. And David Paulino, who did not have yep. a great – did not no, have a great game. But that Cleveland. doesn't mean that he can't. But yeah, you're right. Are we going to talk about the cluster that was Jim Joyce and the third base umpire? I think his name is Marvin Hudson in Cleveland, like giving basically giving two runs to the Indians on a foul ball. I've never seen anything like that in my life. At first, I, I was because it happened during the day, and I was at school, and and so I didn't I didn't see it immediately. But I at, at first I thought freaking Jim Joyce. And I made some jokes on Twitter because it was between classes, and and then I and then the more I thought about it, the more pissed off I got at the third base umpire. Like, what was he? Uh, well, all of them. There, I mean, the, literally none of them did their job on that play. It's it's one of the most inept umpire things I've ever seen. And then for him to just call dead ball in the middle of a live ball, you've already called it live. So I mean, he he fucked us over, then fucked them over, and then fucked it all up. Yeah, and still didn't get it right. And then baseball needs to – you can see that on the review, but you can't review it. So they're, they're sitting there watching this like, yeah, that's a foul ball. Everybody in the world saw it. Yeah. Um, it's just unbelievable that that's something they can't look at just because that's the way they set it up. It's At this point, if you have review and you can look at it, fucking look at it. Did you get a call wrong and you can fix it? S- fix it. Could have fixed everything. Yeah. So um, it was it was unbelievable, and it was – we still gave up a million runs, but I still think that that changed the dynamic of the game. Yeah. And I'm not going to say we would have won, but it still was very frustrating. Yeah. No, to I To say the least. I wish that A.J. Hinch had set fire to something. But that's not his style. No. God, but I mean, that was bad. I mean, that's as bad as I've seen a call. Yeah, it, that was a just a complete dropping of of the ball. Like imagine I was trying to think like, what would I have to do to, to, to be as bad at my job as, as they were in that moment? Yeah. You, I don't know. Like leave, just leave the kids. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just walk For a out. period. Just leave and see what they do. Just go get some chicken. And, yeah. Just, and yeah. Just go eat and just see what happens. <laughs> it won't be good. <laughs> Even good kids will be bad. Yeah. They'll be, they'll, They'll have a government in place, and they will have eaten somebody. It would it'd be really bad. <laughs> that's exactly right. Um, it's yeah, all- I, it's, it was just the worst thing I've ever seen, to be honest. It, not as bad as the dude losing his no-hitter. But Jim Joyce knows how to ruin some people's days. He sure does. He loves to do it. And he'll cry, and everyone will say he's a great guy, and he's a great umpire, and that picture of human element and what it what great well, everybody let's everybody loves him but that doesn't mean he's good just because you're likable doesn't mean you're good at something that's they're, true they're not mutually exclusive people need to get that out of their heads i know a lot of good people that aren't good at stuff <laughs> i like a lot of bad people uh-huh. yeah 
Yeah, give me the worst person on earth that can get the call right. I don't care. <laughs> uh, it's all about D. What are your thoughts and theories on time travel? D. And, and then Crane's brain comes in with, is it? do you prefer the Back to the Future model of multiple timelines or the Bill and Ted model of one timeline? It's got to be multiple timelines. Yeah, I agree. Uh, another one, Crane's brain, uh, true or false, Better Call Saul is a better show than Breaking Bad. Uh, no. I've seen, we're slowly making our way through Better Call Saul. Breaking Bad is the greatest TV show I've ever seen in my entire life. Yeah, it's, it's in my top three for all time for sure. And it's, it's up there. There, it's the greatest. It's not, Better Call Saul is fine. It's a different show. It's not the same thing. So they're not even, just because it's the same universe doesn't mean they're comparable. Right. Um, but no, Breaking Bad is one of the best TV shows from start to finish. Like one of the best finales of all time. It answered everything. You felt good. I, I usually hate series finales cause they don't live up to the whole show you've been watching, but right. Breaking Bad had one of the best ones ever and it was awesome. I so agree. I agree. Yeah. No, it's not even close. Um, Eric Perkins, Coach E. Perk, is it pronounced Nevada or Nevada, tomato, tomato, Astros, or reeling depression? That's funny. <laughs> oh, that's good. I like that. Yeah, that's good. Um, there, I thought there were a whole bunch of questions, and it turned into it's all about D, like hijacking the conversation about time travel. So, D, can you not? Can you not do that? We're trying to run a show here. Not very well, though. Um, no, okay. no, we're not trying. I mean, we're, we're running a show. We're not trying to. Right. We're right. not trying at all. I have, a, I have a question for you. How long after an Astro season does it take you to decompress and, and actually look forward to the next season? Almost immediately. Really? Well, yeah, because I've already, you can sense it coming. So it's kind of like you're already preparing yourself for it. So I'm already looking at 2017, so I'm kind of already there. Even though I haven't fully checked out, I'm still watching and I'm still keeping up with them. And that's not just because I have to do this show. Yeah, it's uh, you know, I I care. But in past years, like you know, I would when when they were mail when they were mailing it in, it was nice to be like, oh, I don't care, I don't have anything to do tonight. I'm gonna go do this. Yeah. And it wasn't like, oh, I gotta watch this game or I gotta stay up for a west coast for a west coast road trip. Right. You know, it's. So yeah, no, I do it pretty. Immediately, I'll I'll be mad for a day or two after like a playoff, like you know after the playoff loss. It was like, ugh, that sucked. But then there was so much hope. It's like, oh my god, we're good now. Get ready for next year. If we did this already, and yeah. then this is what happened. And then and then we were all punched in the balls collectively. I still think we're on track. I, I just we got ahead of ourselves and everybody got tricked, and that's okay. Yeah, teams are. I'm glad, I'd rather be tricked and have a magical year than not. To be honest. You know, there was an interesting uh, article on ESPN this morning that, you know, because there was all the Chris Brenna. I guess I want to I want to talk a little bit about Chris Bryant and the Mark Appel pick over right. over Chris Bryant. But it was sort of a, a, a kind of a side while everyone was writing about Chris Bryant. Um, I think it was Jesse Rogers or something like that from ESPN wrote about the Dexter Fowler, Luis Valbuena t- uh, trade <laughs> and how that sort of worked out. It kind of worked out for both. Because the, you know Fowler was going to be a free agent, and Valbuena had team control, and you know until his hamstring exploded in his leg, then you know he he'd actually turned in a pretty a pretty sweet couple months. Yeah, and and the closing quote was Luno saying, you know, basically saying, you know, sometimes it works out for both sides. He said the Cubs are the Cubs are are going to be good for a long time, and so are we. 
Agree. I I just you don't see it yet. No, I I do. I just it's 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 rare. <laughs> That's. Mm, I, there, there was something about it that I thought there's it's it's sitting weird with it's not that I disagree it's not that that I, I don't hate the quote but I'm just th- there's something about it that just kind of yeah what what is it though I because I I think that that is pretty much the uh, the sentiment for everybody is that the Cubs and Astros are going to be doing this for for years to come. Well, the Cubs and Astros are doing very different things. This, I thought I, I find it pretty similar. Well, Especially, the, like, well, at least their their records and how they've they've risen at the same time. It's this kind of youth nucleuses and stuff. Yeah, nuclei. I don't know what the plural is. Whatever. Um, yeah, I mean, they're, they're different approaches, but I still think that they're they're similar. And we are going to be good. I, I I I'm not happy with what happened this year, but when, when you have a, a core of, of really young players, I mean. In five years, Korea is going to be not even twenty-seven yet. What? Yeah, that's, that's like crazy. five years. And Bregman. So think of all the all these guys. I mean, the, the, not even and most of them at least. And Al, I mean Altuve is what he won't. He'll be just thirty. I mean, are you kidding? It's a good core. Yeah. So if if that's kept together, and then they add the pieces they need to, which is the plan, and then a few young guys step up, then. We're on track, and we're going to be. I'd rather set up, set us up perfectly, and have a few years like this, and then have us just go for it just for juggernaut. five straight years, and maybe win a couple titles, maybe not. I don't know, but to be set up to do it and make long runs and be in the playoffs and be that team and run away with divisions. Yeah, I'd rather I'd rather just do it right and set it up than to go and make the wrong move. You know. What do you think right now? Okay, so Bregman's amazing. Bregman for sale. Let's go back to that. Knowing no. what Bregman could be, knowing what sale is. No, what, no, I, me either. I, think, and I don't. I don't know why because that addresses an issue, and normally I would. Well, but I don't. I, I feel like Bregman's the, another piece. I think. I think Bregman can positively impact 150 games a year, and Sale can only impact at most like 35 games. Right. And so just by sheer quantity and sheer volume, you know, what Bregman can possibly bring to the table, no chance. So, but, see, but the, the, the counter-argument to that is, or the argument, whatever you want to call it, is Altuve's great and productive offensively, and we're not winning games. So what does it really matter if you have him con- contributing all year? And but do you think... We don't have the pitching to do it. It doesn't, it doesn't really matter. See, it... Do you think the Astros are one starting pitcher away? No, I think they're two. Okay. So it would take... But one of the best in the league, a proven all-star, would be a nice step. Yeah. Especially, well, see, I, and I think we need somebody that's... I, they don't come around, but we need an ace. Keuchel is not that guy. Keuchel is, would be a great number two. If Keuchel's your number two, then you're, you're, you're doing okay. I don't know what it is, but I think the Astros go out and trade for Chris Archer this offseason. I'm okay with that. I, I like Chris Archer. So he's, I, I don't know if he's necessarily the ace that I'm talking about, but I'll take Chris Archer. See, I think he could be. Well, I think he could be too, but he's just not. Like, I want to, and you don't get this, but I want, like, 
a Kershaw. I want a guy that will, yeah. a Baumgartner. Just a guy that will shut it down and everybody knows, including the other team, what it is when that guy takes the mound. Oh, got it. Uh-huh. Uh, that's my ringtone. That's the worst ringtone ever. Nice. Hey, it's, no, it's you me. won't ever miss a phone call because you'll want to answer it. It's Dr. Dre. It didn't sound like Dr. Dre. It sounded like a Mexican ice cream truck. Well, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it's totally Dr. Dre. Um it's the it's the instrumental of a Dr. Dre. So. Debatable. That's debatable. Um, no, nah, I totally lost what I was going to say or what what my thought was. <laughs> the pitcher, Bregman, Sale, uh, Archer, Aces. Yeah, no, I think. You got to have an ace in the hole. Hey, the, you're singing the best George Strait song of all time. That's what I hear. The, <coughs> excuse me, um, this is a train wreck. The, the, like a, a ringing phone is apparently enough to knock me completely. Yeah, off. you've got nothing. That's fine. Completely off my game. Um, do you think the Astros make any attempt to retain Doug Fister? Uh, I wouldn't be shocked if if they kept him for that five spot. See, I think Fister in, a, in the in in the Fister's been fine the majority of the year. I really he's a bottom rotation guy and. He's given us some decent innings. I Fister is the only one that, before the last few starts, I would have said w- was having the best year of anybody. Yeah, no, I'd agree with that. He Our was, most consistent, maybe not the best, but he just—you knew what you were getting out of Fister. Yeah, he was going to go. This, it wasn't this juxtaposition of uh, outings. Yeah, he was going to go six, maybe seven. You know, keep it close, let the offense do its thing. Like that's what was going to happen, and then. I don't know what I don't know how you explain how every starter can't make it to the fifth inning, and it looks I guess uh, Fister's doing exactly that like he's made it to the fifth inning tonight. But but is that, I don't know if that's just inexperience, if that's just youth, it's that if that's it, it could be just what happens when you play the best teams in baseball for two straight weeks. That doesn't help. It's just frustrating because like games like this, like it's three to one. And we're in it. We were in the game Friday night with the Cubs. Like, we can play with these teams, and it's right there. And it, it just sums up the who the Astros are. Yeah. Just not quite enough to get it done, but can play with these guys. No. And I, this team is still streaky enough to go on one of their magical runs and beat anybody at any time. Yeah, and that's what's frustrating is that you know they have it in them. After they t- just don't do it. After tonight, there there are eighteen games left. Um, they're they're as of right now three and a half games back, chasing four teams. How con- like Fangraphs puts their playoff odds percentage at like eleven and a half percent. Do you think that's too high? Is that too low? Is that just about right? Like, do the Astros have a one in ten chance of making the playoffs? That's a little low, but it shouldn't be much higher than that. Um, just given who their opponents are, and I know Seattle's won five in a row and they're playing good ball again, but after Texas, it's it's Seattle, Oakland, and and the Angels, right? Yep, that's pretty much it. That's it. So, I you can see a, a nice little run there to end the end the year. So if they're three and a half back with with eighteen nineteen games left, I mean even well, well a lot of teams have to play each other. You have you have division rivalries going on. You have you know Cleveland and Detroit have to play. The the AL East teams have to play. Yeah. So, um, and it's got a it's got a setup right, but I think there's if you consider that 
there's I, I, maybe it's about right. I mean, their math is better than mine. Well, if you need if you need to pick up four games in out of eighteen, you know, ideally you're playing the right teams. They're playing the right teams, but you're gonna, you're looking at needing to go like fourteen and four. I, I think they needed to do that anyway, because given that, given that they they lost the series to Chicago, they. Split they came out one them. game over for that road trip. I know it's difficult, and everybody's like, well, we didn't blow it completely. Well, you kind of needed to win that convincingly, and yeah. that's kind of why that that Jim Joyce call hurt so much because that ruined that series. Yeah, pretty much. So, and that, that extra game changed everything, but uh, now I'm mad about it. Yeah. Just na- I'm just now mad about it. <laughs> so assuming that the, the teams that are let's, – let's say the Red Sox win – you know, I don't know, twelve. If they, let's say the Red Sox go twelve and six, you know, to pick up four, and they don't need to pick up four games on just the Red Sox. But but you're looking at if you, there are going to be teams that win eleven, twelve out of their last eighteen games. That the Astros have to be four games better, and that's fifteen, six. Like that's the it needs to be a magical run. Oh yeah, and if it, it does, if it could start against the Rangers, then that'd be great. Um, well, they have to win this. They have to win this series at at minimum. At minimum. I, I mean, I, I need them. They really need to sweep. They, I mean, they have to, they have to go on a run. But if there were three teams after the Rangers that I'd want to see, it'd be those guys. And we play Seattle well, so I know they're playing decent ball and everything. But, yeah. um, but I mean, it's also we are there, and we got King Felix, and it's not like it's going to be a walk in the park, right? But whatever. <laughs> well, I mean, really, whatever. Yeah, it's just it's just getting old. I mean, it's that's sort of. I guess that's where I'm. What I'm. See, I'm at. checked out, but I'm not checked out because they're not letting me. Yeah. No, that's and I know true. you can get mad at me for not being a good fan or whatever it is that. It's just they're not good enough. They're not, they're, and they're, they've given me enough of a sample size to where I know who they are now. Yeah, I mean, well, they've played a hundred and. 40, if, if we if 145 games in, we're like, who are these guys? Then that's not a good. That's but that's kind of. But that kind of is who they are. Who are these guys? Because yeah. they can win the, all 18 of those games, and then we're like, what? <laughs> and then we're all like, oh, we're gonna do this. We're hot at the right time, going to the playoffs, and if they're still that same team that can shut down and do nothing, and then we get swept in the, we win the wildcard game. Get swept. I mean, it's just that's who they are. We don't know. We really don't know. From night to night, we don't know what we're going to get. Have no idea. It's true. Absolutely true. No, no clue. From ten runs to no runs to great pitching performance to mediocre, and we and we somehow out hit them. I mean, literally any. I know that's just baseball, and there's numbers, but there's no consistency with this team. None. And I and I haven't looked at the math. I haven't looked at the math, but. Yeah, I, I I feel like they're all over the place. You have no idea what they're going to do. It's true. They're, we talked about this before we hit record. It's the I, I I keep going back. This is the most frustrating team, Astros team that I remember. Do you think that's because of expectation? I think or is so. It because they're literally that frustrated, frustrating to watch. I think. Well, it's it's sort of a rolling for like April was a very frustrating month where. And that was due to expectations, but it's almost like have have they have they actually gotten better over the course of the year? 
No. I wouldn't you expect that a, a team with the, with this much youth with with this much potential, wouldn't you expect to see something approaching consistency? Well, I think that's where the injuries and the call-ups and these different lineups, that's when that comes into play. That's a good so, point. That's a good point. So, yeah, so they're already kind of wavering. Um, they play their asses off and completely erase April. And yeah. I think we were all back on board, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, and they were legit good. Nobody could touch them. Um, and there was no reason to expect them to fall off a cliff in the second half. And lo and behold, here we come driving over that cliff. Right. And then, bam, Valbuena's down. Bam, Gregerson. I'll just loop him in there. I don't know how important that is. <laughs> um, but based on the bullpen, anybody going down is bad. Yeah, it just was a little trickle effect. And right when you're about to get everybody back, somebody else would go down, and they could never... And then, you know, Bregman's up, Guriel's up. So there's all these just deviations that are already on top of what Hinch does. Yeah. Just as the norm. So I, I, I just don't think they could settle in. And, and that's my problem with Hinch as it is, is that it's hard to settle in when you're hitting in the six spot, the two spot, three spot. It, he just tinkers way too much, and I know that maybe that's nitpicky, and I don't. I don't think Hinch should be fired. I just, that bothers me a little bit. Leaves guys in a, just a tad too long. Like, have a little bit of timing on that. Yeah. It's my, it's my hope that this... Like, we, don't we all know? Like, we're all on Twitter and tweeting. Take him out right now. He's done. It's, it, you see one at bat, and you know. Yeah. And then leaves him in. And I know you have to have confidence in your guys. I get it. But I can't tell you how many times I've been like, he's done. Here it comes, and then there's a double off the wall, two-run score. Uh-huh. And then, then he's taken out, and the damage is done. That's no, true. I'd rather have a manager that just comes in, and the pitchers, they're annoyed at the time. Well, you shouldn't have put him in that position. You could have struck out the side, and you wouldn't have been taken out. <laughs> how, and this is getting off, off subject, how, or off team, how ballsy was it for Dave Roberts to pull Rich Hill in the seventh inning of a perfect game? Unbelievable. Like, that's just, I mean, that's, that's King Kong balls right there. I, and I don't, I don't know that there's a question in that. I, I'm See, just, I, don't, I, I, think, I don't think you ever do that. But it's a guy, I understand. I think, and I think most people are, and you're probably with me, you understood, you can understand from both sides. You can understand why For Rich sure. would be absolutely pissed off. You can understand, like, Dave Roberts is thinking, we're just getting Kershaw back. We have a real chance to do something in the postseason. I'm not going to let Rich Hill blow his blister wide open and miss the last two months because I wanted him to finish two innings of a game we already had won. Right. But No, no, that's, that's big, picture team, big picture team baseball. Like I, I have no problem with it, but that really sucks. It's, yeah. But how, but how many no-hitters have happened with multi-pitchers because – a guy's pitch count got too high, or it, it, I mean, the Astros had one themselves. It just it happens. Yeah. So, anyway. so you got to make that call sometimes. It's, it sucks, but yeah, I, I want a manager that does that. That can that, that takes himself out of the moment a little bit. Yep, completely. But Hinch is like a guy, a player's guy. So he's like he's their boy, which is cool to a certain extent. Because yeah. they're going to play hard for him, and they're going to love the guy, but 
Yeah, sometimes it doesn't work. They can also say, hey, Hinchy, come on, man, I got this. Give me one more batter. Well, that one more batter is a two-run home run. So, (laughs) yeah. Yeah. Oops. I don't know. I'm frustrated. Three to one. That's that's like that sums up the season. Yeah, hold the Rangers to three runs and only scratch only scratch out one. Yeah, yeah. It's been a very boring game. What? Um, I don't know. What are we, I don't know. What do we do now? Like, do we just do we just cut it and try <laughs> not to be miserable for the rest of the night, or do we plot along? <laughs> Cut ourselves? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> we, I mean, we we stop recording and go back to whatever lives we happen to have. Semblance of a life. We yeah. can. We can do whatever you want, sweetheart. <laughs> uh, what do you want to see? I, I, I don't got. I don't have much else. I. Ugh. This was unsatisfying. Well, no, I mean, because there's. It's this is what the Astros are. We can't. We can't be super mad because they're not that terrible. And we can't be upbeat because they're not giving us anything to be upbeat about. They're just there. Does the does the playing of of games that actually matter in September help at all? Yeah, I mean, yeah, we made it this far. A lot of teams have been done for a long time. That's true. So these games are important. I just wish they didn't keep leave us dangling, and I I just have a. Uh, I have a feeling that I know the outcome. <laughs> yeah, no, I think, I think, yeah, I think we're all there. The, there's a sense of inevitability to what's going to happen over the next. Yeah, and they're, they're, and they're just not, they're not healthy. They're not good enough right now. They're just not a good enough baseball team to play playoff baseball at a high level. And it sucks. And I will root for them with all my heart if they reel off 20 straight. But I'm not going to hold my breath. I'm still rooting for them. Yeah, like I'm no. not against. I'm not against them in any way. Right? No, no. It's want not that a... to be misconstrued. I I'm completely for them to win, and I'm watching every game, and I love them, but I also hate them a lot. But it's one thing I love more: to getting my pitch over the plate, and that is getting over this plate in Casa Ole. It's like a fiesta in Casa Ole. Casa Ole, fresh today, every day. You get a free child's play, put your sticker stuff from any Astros game. Casa, <laughs>